Alright driver, make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time, bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. What's up? Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, Ray. Hello, Mark. Hello, Scott. Is that say Ray Duncan was number one? What? Gee, that is a first. Well, the uh, Jordan owes you a beer for the first viewer on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Hope you like Coors Light. There you go. Marky Mark from the old cabin. Obviously found some uh, service up there. So appreciate you joining, buddy. Man, everybody's here. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, hey. shoot off. What's so, up? Back again, episode 45. Uh, check your wing nuts, and we'll explain that uh, later on in the show. Um, pretty. I didn't even realize the name of the show. That's, that's funny. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I am Brandon Hall, retired legend driver, uh, creator, and host of the Scrubbing Tires podcast, and I'll pass it to this guy over here. All right. What's up, everybody? Jake Smith, uh, driver of the 89 GAM, also the statistician of the group and the Mike's Harder drinker of the group. So, Ooh, the lemonade tonight. The lemonade. Well, I got, I got the black cherry, too, but I like the black cherry, so I'm saving the best for last. There you go. There you go. So down to this guy. All right, everyone. I'm Jordan Smith. I am the official beer drinker, and I am the driver for the 99 GAM and the uh, better-looking half of Smith Family Racing. Well, there's... Yeah, we'll go with it. So, and the guy that doesn't even read the episode title before he gets Yeah, on. no kidding. Yep, I'm that guy. <laughs> he just shows up. All right. I'm well, here to party. Uh, yeah. So uh, everyone stay tuned uh, because we told you, I think, two weeks ago, we have two guests lined up, bam, bam. We had McCrystal Hilton last week, um, and next week we have a special guest annou- announcement, but obviously we won't want you to watch the whole show first, so uh, stay tuned. We'll announce that at the end of this thing. Um, but yeah, George, kick us off. All right, so we will go into our fan listener shout-out, and I have a couple of them for this week. Uh, number one, I got a chance to meet one of our fans this weekend at the uh, racetrack. So Sam Faust, thank you for tuning in and thanks for coming up and giving us a little, uh, Hey, how you doing? Uh, it was fun. Nice sitting there chit chatting you with you for a few minutes. Um, also I want to give a, a huge shout out to Isaac Alamoswari. Finally got it right. Nailed it. Hey, that young man was parked next to us at the racetrack this weekend. And I was just thoroughly impressed. I didn't realize how, how old he was, but yeah, I mean, he, probably in high school i would imagine or he looks at least the part because he's a young he's a young kid but that kid was um doing it all by himself he had his mom there he was putting i mean torquing wrenches doing everything he could all by himself and i I was just thoroughly impressed with that young man so i just really want to give him a shout out um for the fine job that he did and we'll have be mentioning his name again later on in the show so it even is that much more impressive so yeah and there's our two for the evening. Yeah. And to George's point from practice to qualifying to dash to feature, the kid was just wrenching on the thing, getting it better, getting it better, yep. getting it better. And that thing was on rails and, you know, fortunately yeah. had some good luck. Like George said, we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, shout out to both Sam and uh, Isaac. And uh, sorry, Sam, I was stuffing my uh, mouth full of uh, 
Mrs. Smith's uh, pulled pork uh, sandwich when you came up, so I wasn't able to, to talk much, but uh, nevertheless, we appreciate that. You know, I think I was like, yeah, I'm Jake, he's Jordan. I was like, yeah, and the leader of us all is Brandon over there with a face full of food. <laughs> hey, you know, you, at the track, you got to eat while you can because you never know what's about to happen, so my yeah, apologies. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so we will get into the rubbing his eye racing um, race recap from last night and then uh, delve into the NASCAR weekend recap. And holy Moses, what a race on Sunday. Uh, anyways, uh, the rubbing his eye racing uh, series that we put on last night was the Camaro Drive 25 at Five Flags. Five Flags is a bad bleep track. Uh, you can run high side, low side, whatever you're feeling. And wherever the car's hooked up, uh, even virtually, we tested that last night. Um, but yeah, uh, had a good crowd come out and uh, shout out again, Frank's radio service of Colorado, putting up the $50 gift certificate for the quick time winner, which was the 82 of Mr. Ian Clark. He was on rails and no one, uh, really even had nothing for him in qualifying. So, uh, got that one sent out to him. And then, um, the feature race, uh, was, was awesome. Um, pretty much green the whole time. And then we had a late race, uh, caution, Mr. Uh, Wee man burned up his right rear and caused some havoc and uh, came down to a, a green white checkered and uh, yeah, Mr. Greg Dryling gave uh, Ian Clark the old Chrome horn and uh, moved him out of the way just enough to boogie on by and take the uh, checkered flag. And again, the a uh, hundred dollar gift certificate or gift card rather to uh, Frank's radio service of Colorado. So I uh, got that one sent out to uh, Mr. Dryling as well, but uh, your top five went like this. Uh, yours truly finished fifth, uh, by a rivet, uh, me and torn shirts. I don't know how he beat me, but nevertheless, he took fourth, uh, funny story. So we man caused the incident to cause, to bring out the green, white checkered goes in the pits, gets four fresh rubbers, comes out. I don't even know, eighth, ninth, something like that battles all the way back to third on fresh rubbers in two laps. And I'm like, you it's almost like he wanted that. to do it. It's yeah. a plan. So, yeah, he planned that to a T and it almost worked. If you guys saw the photo we posted, uh, every you could throw a blanket over the top five. So anyway, and then, of course, uh, Ian Clark, uh, after he got the bumper, finished a close second. And uh, Greg Dryling in the number 35 uh, Chevy Camaro took first. So thank you all for joining. That was so much fun. And uh, looking forward to the uh, asphalt date 38 at Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, next Monday night. So uh, get get signed up and you never know what kind of cool tricks or anything we're going to pull. So come out and join and get signed up the links on our page. And uh, yeah, I will uh, pass to Jake for the NASCAR weekend recap. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and start off to the announcement of the camping world truck series uh, recap, which uh, some news about that is what was it this week or last week that camping last world week. Yeah, Camping World will not be back as the title sponsor for the truck series. Uh, signs are leading to that the Craftsman uh, tools are going to come back as the title sponsor. So old school, old school. That would be cool. Uh, I mean, you always know them as the Craftsman truck series. Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, like the Winston Cup series. It's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited that they're coming back as the title sponsor. So that's wait, a they're not Nextel Cup anymore next yeah <laughs> the sprint version yeah. of the next version Cup. sprint next kill yeah. right <laughs> but uh yeah so some exciting news there for uh the truck series next year um so this weekend they were at uh the IRP. irp yeah indianapolis raceway park which i love that little track i wish they would uh bring the 
uh, Xfinity cars back to that track because that track is fun. And I'm sure a lot of drivers would love to race that track again, but neither here nor there. Uh, so we had the T Sport 200 at IRP. Uh, sounds like it was a good race. I didn't unfortunately get to watch it, but uh, I did get to see the last like couple laps. And uh, first race of the playoffs, too. First race of the playoffs. Yep. We had a, a lot of drivers fighting for uh, that win there late in the race. I think they had a late race caution and Grant Enfinger was on some uh, fresh four tires and man, like two laps, kind of like we man going from like eighth up to first and two <laughs> laps. Exactly right. I mean, he, he was sending that car into all the turns low and, you know, at late race, everybody was racing up high and that was the preferred line at IRP and he just sent it low past everybody and, and came out with the win. So your top five for the T sport 200 at IRP goes like this. Fifth was Corey Heim, the 51 fourth place, the 52 of Stuart Friesen. Uh, third was Zane Smith, 38, which he was in the lead with uh, on that restart and just unfortunately got sent backwards. Uh, second place was Ben Rhodes, the 99, and Grant Enfinger, the 23, was your winner for the night. So congrats and to him. Advanced to the round of eight. Advanced to the round of eight, exactly. So uh, it'll be fun watching the rest of their playoffs. I know they don't have as many races as the Xfinity and Cup Series do, so they have a – a lot of people trying to vie for a little bit of spots and a little bit of races left. So it'll be interesting the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pass it over to Jord for Xfinity recap. All right. So uh, Saturday, obviously, we were at the track. So you had the Pennzoil 150 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. <laughs> I Every time you get the long one. <laughs> no, well, it's just I I – hate how they got rid of like they call it like the brickyard you know it's still like the brickyard right. weekend like it's not it it's not no. anymore i hate how they went to the road course at indianapolis like bring bring back the big track this is i i i like some of the road coursing stuff that they put instituted you know with the true road course places you still got watkin Glen. you still got i still call it sears points but you got california um you got Road America, and then they're going to do next year, they're going to do the streets of Chicago and yeah, they, all this. Other they thing. got rid of uh, Road America for Chicago next year. Right. But, mm -hmm. I mean, that you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they have all these, like, these the set-up road courses. Yeah. This this is, like, the most iconic racetrack in the United States next to Daytona, and you're mm -hmm. having them do the road course? Like, I, I, yeah. whatever. It's just yeah. a little tangent. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch the race. Uh, so I'm just going to go over the top five of where we were at. So coming in fifth was the 07 of Chase Briscoe. Fourth was the 92 of Ross Chastain. Third was the seven of Justin Algeyer, who always does really well on road coasters. Uh, second was the 17 of Alex. Say roller coasters? Ro road courses. It could have came out that way. It could have came out that way. Sideways and three There you go. He needs more beer. Around that helps. <laughs> uh, and then coming in first win in the race was the uh, 16 of AJ Almanigger. So there we go. Well, it was cool to see what one, two, three cup drivers finished in the top five, stepping down to get more experience for uh, Sunday's race with Bowman, yeah. Chastain, and Briscoe. That was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I have I didn't even watch highlights of that one. Seems like the dinger. Uh, kind of does what the dinger does on road courses and I think he had like a three one. second lead toward the end of the yeah. under the race. So it was yeah. like, I mean, he's, it. he's not only a contender 
in college cars in the Xfinity series, but now as we saw as well on Sunday in the, in the cup right. series too. And he won the damn thing last, last year because of Hamlin and Briscoe's deal at the last yeah, lap. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you guys watch Sunday's race? I watched some of it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I watched I, uh, more highlights with, than anything. Yeah. Right. I watched the incident with Kyle Larson. That was pretty Oof, entertaining. Yeah. We'll get to that. So right out of the gate, turn one is like, it's just a madhouse. It looks like the New York freeway, like yeah. just, and anyway, Denny Hamlin couldn't keep the damn thing straight to save his life. I think he spun out two or three times on the first lap, which was very uncharacteristic, especially like I just said, he was leading with one to go last year at the same track. But anyway, it was just mayhem people. And I listened to, you know, I listened to a lot of podcasts throughout the week and um, I think it was the door bumper clear nailed it spot on that and not a reference there. I didn't mean to say spot on, but they're on point that these new bodies on this car are more forgiving. And I think the drivers in the cup series, when it comes to road courses are, Hey, I, I can't pass you cleanly. So I'm going to move you out of the way type of type of thing. And you saw that every corner of almost every lap uh, at the, at the road course of Sunday, they're just, Hey, you're uh, you're in my way and I'm going to use the bumper and move you out of the way because there's no consequences. Last year's car and, you know, the cars before, if you did that and got into someone's wheel well, it would cut the tire and so on and so forth. But now it doesn't. So they're just like, hey, I'm just going to wreck you, Send which it. is entertaining to the fans. I'm sure, you know, the drivers don't appreciate it. But regardless, uh, very entertaining well, race. don't stuff up as much, which right, is nice. Except for you can... toe links, but yeah. Well, but still, I mean, it. you, you want to see a little, especially in those instances like road courses and stuff, I don't want to see just like, yeah, no, and that's what I, I want. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see people give them the bumper. Right. From a fan standpoint, I give that race a nine out of ten. That was yeah. awesome. The only reason I don't give it a ten is because the whole, if you overshoot turn one and go through the passageway, onto the track like Ross Chastain did with uh, two to go or whatever, it was kind of like, what is the rule there? And then they had to make a decision on that. But for the from the fan standpoint, watching the race, that was awesome. Um, like I thought for sure, Chase was gonna win that and get around Reddick. Uh, he had the car to do it. And then a wreck or bumping and banging starts 10 cars from behind him. And it's just an accordion. And then Ryan Blaney gets into chase on turn one and loops him. So it was just like, you had no idea. Obviously you had a good feeling about who's going to win the race because Reddick led almost every damn lap, but regardless, uh, top five, Bubba Wallace, uh, finished fifth in that 23 Toyota Todd Gillen, his first top five, top 10, even of his rookie career. So good to see that. In the 38 car, Harrison Burton, the guy that, uh, if you remember, I remember watching it live at Daytona, flipped over in his first ever cup race, finished third in the 21, Austin Sindrick, who won the Daytona 500. I think this is his first top five since then, so however many months ago, uh, finished second. And then, again, the eight car, which I think is pretty cool that Tyler Reddick is still so loyal and determined to win races under RCR, even though we know that he's going to J or, uh, 2311, excuse me, in 2024 um so all that kind of noise i feel like was put to to rest like oh he's you know chevrolet and rcr is not going to give him all this information going forward because he's leaving to a different manufacturer and team well hey he's still a shoe and he'll give him a fast car and <clears throat> this is what he's going to do so thought that was uh and you know we talked about for the last what four years that chase has been the road course king well the last two road courses reddick has stole the mm -hmm. thunder so mm -hmm. He's he's now got the bullseye on his back, but yeah, um, that was your top five. And uh, to your point, Jord, about Kyle Larson, 
crazy just to see that just flying into a corner that hard. Obviously, he got out of the car immediately, went up to Ty Dillon's car and made sure he was okay first. And then speculation was, oh, it was a brake failure or a, a throttle sticking or this or this. And then HMS comes out this week and says, no, it wasn't a failure. And then um, later this afternoon, I actually read that from a NASCAR source that they watched the SMT data from it and Larson was on the brakes going into that corner. So I'm like, and they, I think they throttle traced it and he was like 140 mile an hour into that corner or something like that. 120, 140. And I'm like, well, if you were on the brakes, like how are, I, I don't know. That's not my been position. A something. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be going 140 and on the brakes. Yeah. I mean, I, that's yeah. yeah glad both those guys were okay. Cause it was like a bomb went off just, mayhem but mm -hmm. yeah um i thoroughly enjoyed um sunday's race anyway i was obviously the only really one that we could all three watch but i i thoroughly enjoyed that one um you know people are going to have their opinions every day slide job uh <laughs> yeah slide job gone wrong i would say uh, yeah mr clegg but uh yeah um you know we're, we're always going to have those opinions with the schedule um like jordan mentioned and uh we could have a whole episode just on that but uh, we'll move on. Um, great, great weekend of racing. Uh, obviously, like Jake mentioned, the playoffs started for the truck. So intensity rises there. Um, but yeah, so I will pass it to Jake before we get into uh, green flag, black flag. Yeah. Do our first ad break. I haven't done this in a while, so we're going to throw this one out there. So one of our presenting partners got that right finally Boom. uh the great frontier insurance agency uh my father-in-law mike dowling big mike 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 uh love the guy he's a huge supporter uh, i mean he's made i mean other than the fact of when we were in hawaii he came back a couple of days late uh from what i did to make the race um he's been out every every week and uh that just goes to show not only the loyalty to supporting me and our race team but the fact that he's never been a part of it. He, you know, never watched races before anything like that. And all of a sudden now we start doing racing and he'll call me up. And like just the other day, what's this, uh, I hear they're doing right-hand turns today. What? I, what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So, uh, it's pretty cool that he's out supporting us, supporting the local racing and, and he's bringing some people and family out more and more each week. So definitely would love for people to show him some love the way he shows us some love and uh, go check out Great Frontier Insurance and uh, see if he can help you lower your premiums, maybe lower your payments, get you some better coverages, whatever it may be. If you want to just give him a call and say, hey, Big Mike, what's up? I'm such and such. <laughs> Love the fact that you support um, whatever it may be. Go shout him out on Facebook, you know, Google review, whatever. Um, would love that. So got to give some I have love. a story. Yeah, go ahead. So we were rolling Jake uh, to... Uh, the scales in qualifying and i'm on jake's uh a post bar pushing and i can't remember i think uh chuck was behind us so on and we're almost to the end where widar's uh pit is and i see big mike this is obviously a story from big mike i uh, see mike and his buddy walking and they see it's jake rolling up and he was on the concession side and i was on obviously the driver's side a post of jake so what does Mike do? He stops, cuts in front of the rolling car of Jake. Obviously, we're going two mile an hour. Cuts in front, stands right in front of me. So I have to stop walking. And he looks at Jake and he's like, I want a 16.9. And he just keeps walking. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Just 
I was like, was, okay, Big Mike, I'll try. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, hey, never mind me. I'm just pushing the car. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, parlay. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Gotta love Big Mike. But uh, yeah, so they're uh, a nice little story about our presenting partner. Um, so yeah, so we are going into the green flag, black flag segment. So for all of you who have watched continuously, uh, we're going to, between us three, uh, give a little topic or question or whatever it may be. Uh, green flag, you like it. Black flag, you don't. So now that you people have never seen this, now you know what's going on. Uh, I'll go ahead and start like I always do our local racing. Uh, and this is something that kind of happened not only this weekend, but uh, previously in other weeks, um, you know, we've go to, you know, before qualifying, we go up, do our pit meeting and stuff. And, uh, you know, Jim talks about like whatever is going to go on for the night. And it just seems that when we had a concern for when the GAMs had our special, we brought up a question about doing certain things with our laps. And we were told, Oh, you get the week before you got to do, you got to send that Monday or Tuesday in an email. But the last like three races that we've been a part of where somebody else had a special at the pit meeting, uh, it was like, Oh, Hey, you guys want to do this? You want to run more laps? You want to get some more money? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And they were like given the option at the pit meeting. So my green flag, black flag, should this be something that should be said communicated to drivers well before the race instead of just showing up to, you know, because it kind of was like a fiasco trying to ask all these drivers what they want to do at the last second. Like you're changing things at the last second. Don't like it. And the fact that we kind of got, you know, shoved to the corner when it was our turn, uh, it just kind of set me off a little bit. So green flag, black flag, should this be something that should be communicated to drivers well ahead of time or should the drivers be able to try and communicate what they want to do more at the pit meeting more than what we're doing right now so george green flag black flag he's got a smile on his face already <laughs> um so so i guess i'll just answer green flag being the fact that i think it should Big ass uh -oh. beat, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I guess that was a two-part question there. Yeah, it was kind of a two-part, but I was saying green flag in the sense that I think it should be communicated beforehand. Like you should set the schedule, set the schedule, get it right. I know there's a circumstance this year um, because of the tire situation and everything like that, but it seems like, yeah, like there's just like this kind of this roller coaster of like whatever we want to do, which is great. But I think that these, this should be something where, where, uh, off season meetings come into play, you know what I mean? Like you get all that feedback and stuff from the, the drivers and the owners and pit crew people like during the off season, then you set the schedule based off that feedback. Cause this, this could be stuff that you can help promote. You know what I mean? Like if drivers want more laps during these specials and stuff like that, or, or, or just like one 50 lap race, you know, Oh, well, you want to do a 50 lapper or you want to split it into two. Yeah, you because know, I think that was the question, right? That was yeah. posed in drivers' meeting, well, right? Was posed that or like what they want to do with the first feature? So, like for the trucks, he was like, right. like Dan almost like, well, I want, I want to race for more points and more money, and he was like, oh, do you? So you want to run double right. the points, double the payout? Well, but, yeah, right. everybody would want that, of course. So, so that's what I mean. Like, I think that, it, but if you're going to do that, that should just be something that should be done in the off season. Like, of course that should be done ahead of time. So that way you can promote it too, yeah. like to the fans, the fans want to know that. Yeah. Not just the drivers. Like mm -hmm. we can, 
it would help us uh, as as drivers, obviously, you know, prepare for something like that, whether you're going to do a 50 lap event or whether you're going to do a split event, whatever case may be. But yeah, then also the fans too, they're, you know, on these special nights, it, it seems like they're more apt to want to see like one big long race or whether they want to see two split races. I don't really know, but you can get the fans at least excited about either one of them. Instead of coming to the racetrack and being like, so I wonder what's going to happen tonight. Are we in yeah. for a doozy or what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I say, green flag in, as far as that aspect of getting it done ahead of time. Go ahead. Brandon. Yeah, uh, agree with everything you said. And I think it comes down to drivers and teams knowing ahead of time. First answer your uh, question, Jake, green flag. Uh, comes down ahead of time to drivers. Okay, we have one long race or two short ones you know you prepare tires if you got them uh, how many sets fuel so on and so forth for that and maybe some guys show up expecting one thing and then they change it in drivers meeting and maybe that throws their whole night off setup wise i mean the list goes on so i think the more prepared and the more uh communication that goes on throughout the week about a schedule should be set in stone well before the cars start rolling through the pit gate at 12 or 11 or whatever it is uh, in, in, in certain circumstances um, maybe you could change, right. If there's a low car count or something of that effect that you Mm -hmm. change on the fly, but to your point, and I won't go on a soapbox here, but the, the instantaneous and on the fly changes of rules and, teching and all of these things. And I know I'm going to open a can of worms to some of the viewers, but it's just got to stop. It really, it really does. Because like George said, you're now you're and I'm not going to say that, Oh, if someone paid the price of admission to come watch a 50 lap super late model race, and now it's been split two features, 25 laps piece. I'm not saying they're going to walk back out and be like, Oh, that's horseshit. No. Mm-hmm. But Maybe they were looking forward to that, like the the Challenge Cup. Okay, we know it's a 150 lap super late model race with mm-hmm. a break, so on and so forth. And then let's right. just pretend that the day of the drivers' meeting, something happens, and okay, well now it's going to be two 75 lap races. Yeah, cool. right. And to that point, it might disappoint somebody to where they might not come back. Yeah, yeah. Like I was looking not, forward. To, you, yeah, I was yeah. looking forward to this, and it didn't happen. It ended up being this, and that was like that was boring. And yeah, you well, know what I. And then to that point too, if it's a, you know, a communicated earlier in the in the week, you know what do you want to do? And all of a sudden, you know Friday, it's decided. Okay, we're going to run one fifty lap race. We're we're having up and down car count. You know, you know Gams. We had twenty one race, fifteen here. We had twelve this weekend. You know, so if drivers know ahead of the week, like oh, we're going to have a fifty lap race, and we're going to not maybe do double the payout, but you're going to get paid out a little bit more. Some of them guys that were on the fence of maybe coming out might be like, shoot, I actually got a, a chance because some of these guys that are on a little older cycle tires, 50 lap race, shoot, anything could happen the last 20, 10 laps. And I might be able to get a little bit of a payout. So it might entice other people to bring their cars out at that point too. Like, Hey, I want to, I want to be a part of this 50 lap race. Cause we haven't had a mod race, yeah. that, you know, for 50 laps or super stocks, 50 laps. I, I bet you, Pure stocks or super stocks, you throw them instead of doing a special split, you say, we're going to do a 50 lap race for you guys. And we're going to up the payout a little bit more. I bet you instead of what, like average 25, 30 cars for both classes, I bet you you get about 40 cars yeah. for each of those classes that come out for a 50 lapper. 
before you get to Dennis's point, Jordan, I know you're pointing at it. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> to, to Jake's point, and then I'll shut up about this topic. If you got out of towners, which I appreciated what the track did. A lot of tracks do this that I see around the country. They give the furthest traveler award, uh, 100 bucks, whatever it is. Just something to make it worthwhile, especially with the price of fuel. But say you have a, a driver from Nebraska, you know, Oklahoma, New Mexico, something that they're like, hey, man, our car's fast. I can hang with those guys. It's 150 laps. It's 5,000 to win or whatever it is. And they're set sales on that load. The, the, the hauler come up here. And then the track's like, no, actually, it's uh, 250 lap races. And we're going to cut the person half. And then they're like, well, so yeah, right. surprise, surprise. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, and sorry, I was going to just chime in about Dennis's uh, comment that he had here. He said, at least he hasn't said your opinion slash want doesn't matter and says he's only there to put on in a show. I've I mean, heard him say that. But... I, I've we, we've heard that as well. Mm -hmm. um and and a lot, i think a lot of people have heard that um that as well uh, across all the different divisions uh I, I i give props because i know that he at least put it back in the hands of like what do you guys want to do i i do love that fact i just think it timing wise like to some of these various points i think that it's just wrong timing like yeah. just just set your schedule and and are, are you, you not entertained that's exactly that what was, was going through my brain that was really funny <laughs> the that uh that was really funny when certain somebody in the figure eight said that on the microphone <laughs> last weekend too but um but no to that point like i just think that it's just the wrong timing like you, you just set it in stone and and leave it there like don't don't be so wishy-washy give it to us give it get our opinions and stuff on it prior to the season like of what the drivers want and then be just be more transparent about it like that's the whole thing i think everybody is looking for is just some more transparency as to that yeah you're actually taking the initiative to listen to what we have to say as a as a whole as a community of drivers of what we want what we want to see you know how this to keep expanding to keep this growing and, and get more people back in the seats mm -hmm. more more fans in the stands more cars on the track more money for him and everybody else mm -hmm. you know so that's ultimately the only point that i was just wanted to make on that so yeah, yeah. it was we we've heard it before too we we, yeah. we definitely have yeah so Anyways, continue. Yeah. Brandon. Go ahead, Jake. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, yeah, it's Brandon. It's your turn. It is my turn. All right. So uh, I'm going to stay on the local uh, level topic for my green flag, black flag segment as well. Usually I talk about something national, but uh, the only thing I could really think of is uh, maybe where Kyle Bush will land next year, but <laughs> eh, we don't yeah. need to talk about him. Uh, so my question to you two is, Instead of the post-race uh, tech for the top five or the six, depending on the week, um, and it changes, but for every class, not just a specific class, but for every class that local tracks tech at, green flag, black flag, do you think it would be a good idea to have the whole list of every tech sheet from every class posted on the wall or however that looks in tech and then every week however many rules we'll just say there's 20 rules average per class you take a, a driver vote the top five the top six that are being teched you go down the list all in favor you get three you get three rules that will be teched that night you take a vote one two three and there you go so green flag black flag i hope that made sense and we'll start with jake 
Yeah, that makes sense. I, I see where you're going with that. Um, so to start off with, I, I do like and I do appreciate, uh, I don't know how the circumstances came about, but I do appreciate how Adam Hilton has uh, started doing some of the teching. Because like I said, previously, the top fives that I've ever finished in, it was like you showed up, you, you see how wide the car is, made sure that, you know, the tires were the same as what you started the race with and, and okay, you're good to go. You know, they weren't really teching anything. So now the fact that they're actually like going through the rule book and saying, okay, you know, however they choose it, I don't know that that's up to them. I guess I don't know what they choose, you know, that maybe it's just random. Um, but yeah, they choose, okay, these three or four things, uh, or is what we're going to check tonight. And the first time they did it a couple of weeks ago, it was like, what are we doing? They're like, we're, we're, we're teching your car. Like, oh, what? All right. Fine. We're getting some tech. All right. I like it. So I, I do like how we have some good tech finally. And we're, we're checking things, make sure everybody's legal. So to that aspect of your question, I say like green flag, kind of like maybe put it in the drivers. Like, hey, what what is something that you want us to check? You know, like, you know, we've done some body stuff recently. We also did some rear end stuff. You know, what's next that you guys want to tech? You know, uh, maybe something that we can just, you know, put some input on of what we want to see tech, you know. And this is all for all classes, not just the modifieds. Uh, that way it, yeah, like Scott Bremkamp says too, it's, it's consistent too. So, you know, everybody gives their opinion and, you know, that's what we're checking. So now, you know, hey, this is what we're going to be looking for at the end of the night. If you're legal, great. We'll check it. Boom, you're gone. If not, you should be worried. So, yeah. you know, I, I, think, I, it, like I think it keeps it fair. Yeah, it, it, I like yeah. it. And I, I like I said, I, I do like the fact they're actually doing some good tech work now. And, and Adam's seeming to make that change and for the better. So, yeah. Uh, I think that would be a good idea. Maybe to maybe to throw it kind of in the driver's hands of what you'd want to see tech. So yeah, I, I give that one a green flag. Yeah, George. Um, I, I'm kind of I, I like the idea. I totally like the idea. I I do like the aspect of it now too, where it's completely random, where you you have to kind of be on your game. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what they're going to check. Like, because mm -hmm. um, granted. You know, if you, you pick three items out of a out of a hat, so to speak, because you, you're going to vote on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's basically mm -hmm. what you're doing. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of a cool idea, but it's kind of the same. It's in this it's in the same realm of what they're doing now. Like, you don't know. So you kind of got to be on top of what you're doing. But because you're going to put gonna, it in the driver in the driver's hand. Yeah, totally. Or the owner or whatever. But, but I, I I mean, as a driver, I think there would just be conflicting things a lot of the time i think that certain guys would want to see certain things um versus other guys and it just be it, it would be a kind of a conflict in in, in, in my opinion and it, and i'm not just like you said in across the board on different classes because you know there's going to be some guy let's say in the super late models i know that car's got x y and z underneath the hood of that thing i want to i want to do this and the next guys are going to be like well i you know i might have the same thing i'm gonna be like no i don't want to do that <laughs> You know what I mean? So you're going to have this like war basically between drivers and stuff and animosity and all that other stuff. So that's where my mind goes for that. I, I think it's fine the way it is. Yeah. Um, I like the mere fact that they're, yeah, they're picking something completely random, like with the fuel cell issue, you know, like just like you never something you never even really think of. And it's just like, okay, well let's check it. And you're like, 
what are they checking for yourself? Well, I, I never, even, <laughs> never looked at it. Yeah, you know what had, I mean. But you gotta know that you're that, legal. Yeah, when we had that and they told us about it, we didn't even know about it. like. Well, Dad may have known about that rule, but we right. didn't know that we were like an inch or two short on it because we had you know too big of a tank. So it was like, oh, all right, well that's brought to our attention because now it's like not only for safety reasons, like we made the change and it actually right you know may have helped us it dropped us you know maybe 20 pounds off the rear end of the car you know so yeah i like the i like the mere fact that um yeah the mere fact that it it, you just pick something random because then if you if a driver does have a concern or or anything you still have the right to protest Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you still have the right as a driver to be like I'm thinking this something wrong on the car. I'm going to go ahead and slap down my cash and start pulling the headers off of it or, or, you know, and whatever, you know, start pulling shocks, whatever the case may be. Uh, So, yeah, I I think it's, I think it's fine the way it is. Honestly, I'm going to go black flag just to clarify. So I'm going to say black flag. No, I feel like water boys stirring the pot. (laughs) All right. No, it's a good, that's a good, I mean, honestly, it's a good idea. I I understand where you're coming from. It's something different and it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Shake it up. All right, so I guess it's my turn. It is. It is. So, and I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm gonna keep this kind of local. Um, just a random thought that I had had, um, just from the mere t- fact of you know we've been going out there, and I know a lot of our fans and uh, colleagues and other race car drivers have been doing this for lots and lots of years. But uh, for the mere fact that how long the day kind of gets out at CNS. Do you guys, green flag, black flag, would you guys be okay with dropping down to two practices per for, per, ter, per division on the night? Because in my opinion, I think that three practices, because most most guys, most gals, they go out there for that third practice and they just scuff tires and that's it. You know what I mean? So then cut it down. You really only need like one one and a half practices one good practice to like figure out what the cars do really doing and then if you really need to go out there for the second practice okay this this helped and then just get right into the night and it's so not not just saying that just because the the day is super long like i totally understand but it is long the day is super long and it would also it, it the competition wise like if you're off you know, it doesn't give you that many opportunities to try and get the car right. Like you, you got to kind of be on top of your game in the shop. So that way, when you come to the track, you know, you hit the ground running. And if you're way off, that's, that sucks. Mm-hmm, so right. to speak. So green flag, black flag, uh, Jacob Brandon, you either one. <laughs> I was say which one. Jake, we'll go with you. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I would I would almost say green flag both ways here. So green flag in the aspect of with the tire shortage, you never know what's going to happen here. So you know if we ended up not getting tires, then it might be a good idea to save on tires. And as a driver, you can totally not go out there anyway. But if you have the option to, you know a lot of people are going to go out just when we're just going to check one last thing, make this small change, see what it does. You know, but to your point, you know, a lot of the a lot of the work isn't at the track. It's it's how you do it during the week and bring it to the track. So but in cases where and we'll talk about this in a little bit where, you know, maybe something happens in practice and guys got to f- totally fix the car real quick and, and need to go out and just make sure they can shake it down real quick. That's just one less practice that they have. So uh, I, I a green flag in the aspect of 
bumping up the time a little bit. So then that way we're not starting the final main event of the night at like 10 o'clock because no, no shot at pure stocks and, and the figure eights. There was a lot of cautions between those two races in the, in their second feature. And, you know, it just delays that much more time with the other races and, you know, stuff happens. So it, it is what it is. And, but it's just to help with time and not keeping people till almost midnight and, uh, the final race gets done at like 11 o'clock, you know, it would help bump up time a little bit. So green flag in the fact of that black flag in the fact of if somebody has got something majorly going on that, that that's just one last, less practice. So kind of yellow flag in a sense. There you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I would say green flag. Um, you could, there's so many things that I guess contribute to this specific topic, like you said, tires, but you do have the option. You're not forced to uh, go out there if you don't want to, like mm -hmm. you have right. that choice, but it's a time thing. Like that time is still slotted and put away right. for that. Um, and you know, whatever they are, 15 minutes per class that adds up to hours pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Greg Dryling even said, uh, mentioned the same thing at the track this, uh, this past Saturday, you know, when he was racing dirt, you know, that the gates opened at, I, I can't remember the exact time that he said, and maybe he'll comment, but the gates opened at four and they were racing by five, like into, you know, all that stuff. Like there was no three practices and an intermission and all these things, which I'm not hating on that. Obviously you need some, some type of that, or like Scott Miller just said, start early or something. Uh, but yes, the, the getting out of there that late is, I mean, if, if you live local in Erie, Brighton, Westminster, Wheat Ridge, all those local towns, maybe not an issue, but for us specifically, and like me living 30 minutes away from you guys, you know, I, I didn't get to sleep till 2 a.m. On, on Sunday morning because of that whole, you know, thing. But mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, like Greg just said, three laps of practice. I mean, that's to me a, a bit extreme, but uh... <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I went and watched, <laughs> when I went and watched that race uh, in El Paso County Speedway, uh, when Holly was racing a couple Fridays ago, they literally, she went out first practice, three laps, next series went out three laps, boom. And I mean, I think they got like eight series of cars done in 10 right. minutes. It was yeah. crazy. And like CJ, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean anything by that, but yeah, you're driving two and a half hours one way. People are coming from everywhere and it, it would just be nice to, to speed it up. And if that means taking away one practice and like Tanner said, maybe every Friday afternoon, if you can make it, I know a lot of people work and stuff, but yep. maybe have an open practice session, come test it, shake it down and then have one or two practice sessions on race day and get right into it. So, right. Yeah. And in no, sorry for intervening on my own question, but no. uh, it really wouldn't cost that much to the track. I don't, at least I don't think please somebody who works there chime in if I'm wrong here, but at least it doesn't cost you that much to open up the gate on a Friday afternoon. Just go from one o'clock to five o'clock and close it down at five o'clock or, you know, go from one till seven, you know, three to three to seven or something till sundown. So you don't have to turn on the lights and all that other stuff and, and, and running electricity to save on, but at least open it up and be like, okay, this is, you know, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, if you want to come practice or make it free, if you're planning on racing the next day, whatever case may be. Um, and then, yeah, that kind of gets people because we've utilized that mainly. We mainly will go practice on a Friday to make get the car kind of set up and then come 
you know, race day, we're just running maybe five laps per practice. You know what I mean? We're not trying to get the car all hot and, you know, and everything like that. So, um, it, it would be nice to just get the races started earlier. Yeah. Cut down the time. Uh, cause I mean, we're getting there, you know, most people are getting there at, you know, one o'clock, right when they, right when it opens and then you're sitting there waiting for two hours. Um, and then practice starts right at three and then, yeah, then you're there till, you know, most people midnight, one, 2 AM, whatever the case yeah. is. Yeah. A lot of these people traveling at four o'clock in the morning, you're getting home. I mean, that's, I just feel bad for those people more or less, you know what I mean? And I know a lot of people love this. I, we, obviously we're all doing this for a reason. We all love this, but at the same time, like it, it seems like it'd just be a little bit easier on people, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That, was, that was the whole point of that. The final thought on that is, uh, you know, like that, Mr. Dan Clegg just said, maybe change it up halfway through the season because I would imagine unless you wrecked or got wrecked or something, you should be knowing how your car is by this point in the season with three, four races to go, depending on your class. Yeah. Like, I don't think that much practice is necessary. It's beginning well, of the season, trying to figure it out, maybe a new car setup. Heck yeah. But yeah. Well, to that point, and I'll, I'll use uh, Kyle Clegg and his uh, mod team, the, the Kentons, uh, you know, they wrecked their car, you know, no fault of their own at the race, but it, they ended up getting in the wall and, you know, spending a hundred bucks, you know, all the gas money to get out to the track, spending another hundred bucks just to go out and maybe run like 10, 15 laps just to make sure that the car is good to go and, and everything's straight and it runs and, you know, shake it down. You know, that gets kind of costly, especially right now to not only go waste a little bit more of your tires that you are trying to save, but then the hundred bucks gas, all that stuff. Like he's kind of mentioning too, like having the three earlier in the season, like maybe one or two times a month, instead of just one time a month, do an open practice for 25 bucks or like George said, free. So it makes it a little more cost effective on a lot of these teams that, okay, I just had to redo my whole front end of my car. I want to come out and not have to, you know, waste all kinds of money because I'm going to be coming right back out here tomorrow, spending more money. Because you already and, spent three thousand yeah. dollars or whatever the case yeah. may be, putting it back together. Exactly. And I got to spend another hundred bucks, and then yeah, two hundred buck, two hundred bucks in gas, and then you yeah. know, fuel, race fuel, which is you know, for ten gallons, it's a hundred and what thirty five, forty bucks. You know, it's like now in two days, I just spent over seven hundred dollars. $800 just in gas and everything to get to the track, let alone if we ever get tires to, uh, to win what five, yeah. 500 bucks. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Good, good question, Jordan. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, appreciate everybody chiming in there too. Uh, your thoughts and opinions on the uh, questions that we picked for tonight in the green flag, black flag segment. So, uh, we will, uh, here shortly get into the cns weekend recap uh, a lot of wild racing going on but first we're going to hear from uh, one of our other presenting partners uh, town and country of alamosa i think it's time you trade in that old truck suv car or all three if you got them for something new what do you say i mean come on people it's 2022 before you do though go check out our friends and presenting sponsor town and country alamosa their experienced staff and years of expertise satisfying customer after customer will change the way you purchase new or used vehicles. Don't believe me? Give them a call at 719-587-1800 or visit www.townandcountryalamosa.com and experience their unmatched customer service firsthand. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you.
Wish I could Good have stuff. any one of those vehicles on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, we all could for the right price, right? But, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Jordan, lead us off, buddy. All right. So we're going to do the uh, Colorado National Speedway weekend recap. All right. So we had the Advanced Auto Parts Speed Perks Rewards Night. It was the late models, the GAMs, the pure stocks, and the figure eights. So we'll go ahead and give the uh, rundown for the pure stocks. So in qualifying, uh, we had coming in fifth was uh, the 02 of Chan Rayleigh. Uh, coming in fourth was the 06 of McCrista Hilton. Uh, third was the 8 of Isaac Almaswari. Second was the 34 of Ronald Johnson. And coming in first in the 07 was Dave Wheeler with a 19.8. Uh, your first feature, um, didn't get to watch it necessarily. I kind of went back on facebook and watch some of the videos that people were posting and whatnot but a uh, pretty good race wasn't wasn't uh wasn't too many wrecks or anything like that you know uh good clean racing all around but uh coming in fifth was the 5c of kyle carrasco the old fourth stabbing the, wagon right <laughs> yeah uh fourth was the m60 of morris christner uh third was the 06 of mccrista hilton uh, second was the 34 of Ronald Johnson and coming in first was the 07 of Dale Wheeler. That thing was on a rail. Uh, then your second uh, feature was uh, coming in fifth was the number one of Derek Spaulding. Fourth was the 20 of Tanner Fats. 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 French. <laughs> French. <laughs> uh, third, third was the 02 of Chan Rayleigh. Second was the 5C of Kyle Carrasco. And coming in first, getting his first ever win. And our uh, shout out today was the number eight car of Isaac Almaswari. Uh, that young man came into the pits after that race was over. And I mean, just ear to ear grin. He was tired. He was, he was tired. Yeah, he was tired. You, could, you could see it. He was sitting on the rear of that car the whole night signing autographs and stuff. I mean, he just, you, you, I was just watching him, you know. And he's sitting there staring at that trophy just like in disbelief, you know. You just oh, yeah. you, you felt proud for a kid like that to like I said, he's doing it by himself. He had his mom there helping him. My mom actually went over and helped him put fuel in the car, you know, because he felt for him because he was just there by himself. But the determination, it finally you know, it pays off. You finally get your first win like that, young man. Uh, you, you this is what it's all about for these young race car drivers, like you know, the Hilton Hilton girls. And everything like that, you just you see, you see them grow and progress, and you see the hard work that goes into it. Um, you know, to see that it pay off for all these young drivers, it's it's absolutely a thrill to watch. And I and and I thoroughly get proud of each and every one of these, especially this young man, to see the hard work that went into the last Saturday in the heat, doing it in his freaking fire suit, getting yeah. everything ready, turning wrenches, you know, checking everything. Uh, amazing job. Absolutely it, amazing job. And to that point, it it sucked for Dave Wheeler that they had that. Uh, I thought it looked like a left rear tire uh, went down, but I was told it was a trailing arm or something broke on that oh. car, and he went into three. But I hate that for Dave. But I think they, if they would have had five more laps, Isaac and Dave would have had a hell of a battle because he was yeah. pretty much there on the bumper. And I think you know it would have been it would have been cool to see. And you hate to see anybody lose a race due to a failure, but nevertheless, mm -hmm. man, congrats, Isaac. Yeah, right. Wanna and to just kind of chime in on that last feature, you know, we were sitting and staging, uh, waiting for that second feature to to get over with, and and when they finally, you know, got done and he won, 
I don't know who it was. I want to say it was Kyle Carrasco. Yeah, it was the stabbing wagon. Up, the stabbing wagon pulled up. Joe Starr, I think they thought that they were going to fight. Yeah, I know because he kind of like, what, what are you doing? He's like, you know, like I'm trying to give my, I like, gave a big old hug. So I, I thought that yeah. was a pretty cool little moment. Absolutely. That he That's he a got great out moment. and, and I even looked over at Kyle. I was like, are they about to fight? Like yeah. Kyle and him didn't even do anything. And yeah, then Joe so. Starr's like, and then he was like, no, I'm just here to congratulate. Him. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thought that was a pretty cool little moment there and and yeah good job to isaac and and it, it seemed like a great race overall until like the last like 10 laps and it just kind of i don't know yeah. what was going on it was like caution after caution people going through the dirt and stuff so it's kind of sad to see a lot of cars were stuck in the middle and had to get towed off or pushed off there at the end i'm not sure what happened to a lot of those cars but it was it was a great race watching and staging uh the last well, I, the, you know, I, the whole race really I will ask, do you like my uh, in-race reports that I'm giving from the spotter stand? <laughs> yeah, because like I can't, I all I, you know, in certain parts of staging, you can't even see the track. You just mm -hmm. hear the cars going oh, on, yeah. and all of a sudden you see the yellow light go on, and you're just like, what is going on out there? I would love to see. Yeah. So like, yeah, like the first five, three or four or five people in staging, depending on where you're at, you can kind of see at least the out of four down right. the straightaway and into into one, and um. You know, it's fun to watch from there. But yeah, when you're yeah. when you're sitting kind of like, you know, back in the middle of turn three and four, you're like, what is going on? I've been sitting in this car for like a half an hour. Come up. My back's hurting. I'm sweating <laughs> like a hog out here. Like, let's go. Yeah. So it's I, always uh, nice to hear and know what's going on out there. I'm like, man, we're running a podcast, too, on the side. I got to let these two guys know uh, in staging what's going on. So flip back and forth. Uh, <laughs> Tell them what's going on. But yeah, and I'll take a timeout right there before you get going, Jake, the wing nut story. So after that second uh, feature of the pure stocks, we're watching and I'm flipping back and forth between channels of these two, telling them what's going on. Oh, this person spun out or another caution or whatever I was saying. And then all of a sudden, Kyle Ray taps me. He's like, hey, George doesn't think uh, the wing, wing nut on the air filter on the air cleaner is tight. I'm like, what? And he's like, he said it's coming off. And I'm like, oh, God, like <laughs> what? And so I, I I just boogie on down there to staging. And uh, sure enough, the wing nut was almost two, about two threads away from uh, yeah, coming off. That far. And so I just go up to the car, wing it down. And then I start hightailing it back because it was like five to go or something in the pure stock race. And uh, I stop, switch channels, thanks to uh, Frank's Radio Service Colorado with that cool radio. And I asked Jake, I was like, cause he, had, Jake had no idea that I was, he couldn't see me. Yeah. He did nothing. And, uh, I get on his radio and I was like, Hey man, check your wing nut. He's like, what? And I was like, your wing nut <laughs> on your air cleaner. He's like, uh, hold on. And he takes about five seconds. He's like, it's good. It's tight. Why? And I was like, well, George wasn't. So I just want to make sure <laughs> since I'm, I'm over here, I'm already check down yours. here. I don't want to run back. If yeah. I'm not to. running back and forth. I mean, I usually get 25,000 steps on the old Fitbit at the track, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that could have been disastrous. So good eye. So yeah. title of yeah. the episode, everybody with an air cleaner that's held on by a wing nut, either exposed nut out of the hood check. or, yeah, nut and bolt check. So <laughs> check that. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was pretty funny. I was like, what? Look, uh, looks fine from here. I don't know. I, yeah. I know we have about six things, lock nuts on that thing with the wing nut on top of it. So I think I'm good. 
especially yeah. not knowing context you're just like that's real random yeah. <laughs> that's a I'm random like, piece of like want yeah. me to check before i'm going He's like out. brandon your anxiety is through the roof the wing nut is fine calm down yeah. like <laughs> nope. usually usually it's like jake did you turn your transponder on that's usually yeah. oh well yep okay should have just okay. done a free uh wing nut check for all the games and staging there so there you go yeah man oh so man funny. that was funny <laughs> all right so i'm gonna uh talk about the late models here so uh they had a pretty good car count if i remember they had let me see let me go back here they had well about 18 18 19 cars come out so they uh had a good little little amount of cars there um for qualifying uh we had top five here fifth place was the i think that's the number five of tommy Rowe. let me double check six of tommy Rowe. sorry the my, I was going to say the five is Nick Cooper. I need, I I need to. There. I no, need that's to super late. That's super late. Yeah. Jeez, uh, I'm a, it's all good. Good night, all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fourth place was the 24 of Eric Bowers. Uh, third place, eight of Dan Elma. Second was the 51 of Eric Meisner. And your quick time was the 31 of Rick Smith. So moving on to their first feature, uh, which we got to watch a little bit since they were right after the uh, Gam Dash. I do believe they're right up. No, it was pure stocks and then the late models. Uh, so we got to watch a little bit of the race and it was some pretty good little battles going on. Uh, it was pretty close side by side racing. I know they had a late race caution. Uh, I think Mariah Boudreaux and Troy Woodar uh, got into each other a little bit and Mariah ended up spinning out. So I think there was like three or four to go at that point. So it was uh, making for a nice little green, white checkered, at least uh, at the end of the feature. And, that was a nice little battle between the top two and uh, the driver that came out on top was riding the top, which I love going up on the top and driving on the outside if I can. Um, so that was fun to watch. So your top five in the feature, first feature for the late models, uh, the 51 of Eric Meisner, uh, fourth place, your quick time winner, the 31 of Rick Smith. Third place was the eight of Dan Alma, who was really pressuring uh, Eric Bowers for that second spot. Uh, Eric Bowers and the 24 was your second place winner or finisher. And your winner for the first feature was the six of Tommy Rowe. And like I said, he, I think he even chose the outside on the restart uh, because he was, he was on rails up on that top. So that was cool to see uh, him up on the top and going around some cars and making that first feature win. And then the second feature didn't get to see this one, but it sounded like it was a pretty good race overall. Uh, your top five finishers here was the fifth place was uh, 51 of Eric Meisner again. Fourth place uh, was kind of same uh, as the first feature, uh, your quick time, the 31 of Rick Smith. Third place was uh, the 24 car of Eric Bowers. Uh, second place, the number eight of Dan Alma. And uh, the first, coming in first, your winner, the 15 of Mike Hanna. So, uh, good job to Michael and all the other late model drivers. Uh, I didn't see any cars come off on uh, the haulers, which was good, except for the blue truck, push truck, I think, again. So um, <laughs> no shot at, at, at the push truck, but uh, it was a good race. So I'm glad to see that uh, everybody brought their car home in one piece. Uh, you know, Mariah Boudreaux and uh, Troy Woodard had some 
damaged, but it looked more cosmetic than anything. So no, nobody came off with fully damaged cars. So that was good to see. So uh, good job to all the late model guys and gals. Uh, I know that they, I think they said, because this is also why I kind of brought this up, this topic up in the green flag, black flag, is I think the next two races that the late models have are special events. So they have two features in one night for the next like two races, I think. So that was kind of why also they brought up uh, the laps and splitting them into two and you know, what they want to do is because they have two more coming up here real soon. So, uh, so yeah, that was your recap of the late models. So Brandon, give us the games. Yeah. So I, uh, had a catbird seat to every lap that, uh, that all the grand American modifieds made this weekend. So, uh, I'll go ahead and give you the uh, rundown. First one to say the was at the second practice session, first practice session, uh, about five laps in. Um, Glad Landon Bernie and Holly Clark are okay. That's never what you want to see or do, uh, especially in a practice session, let alone a race. Um, wadded two cars up pretty pretty heavily. Uh, thankfully, they're not as bad as it looked uh, once they started tearing them apart, and uh, Mr. Bernie was able to uh, continue on uh, throughout the night. But uh, scary deal and hated to, to see that. So glad the, uh, uh, both those drivers are okay. Um, but getting into qualifying and I will say it's, uh, it's kind of interesting because you got, um, people on three night old tires. Some have new right side, some have all four. So it's kind of a mixed bag, what you're going to see. And you could have the baddest car there, but if you're on old tires, you know, at that track, it, it certainly matters. So, uh, qualifying, uh, the number nine of CJ Wilson, uh, took fifth quick, uh, the aforementioned Jacob Smith in the 89, uh, was fourth quick and uh, shout out here is 68 of Forrest Smith coming in third, man. He was the second to last car out there and he wheeled that thing. And when I see, when I saw him go up on the, on the, on the pylon there, I was like, wow, uh, good for, good for him. That was awesome to see. Um, you know, and if you don't know, he has the, the hand controls uh, due to his disability, which I can't even imagine, it you know, it's hard enough me. with, it's hard enough with pedals mm -hmm. and, and I, man, so hats off yeah. to you for wheeling yeah. that thing to a third place start and qualifying um, second place or second quick, I guess uh, the 51 of Kyle Clegg and your quick time winner uh, was the number six of Scotty Scott with a time of 17, one, three, zero. So like I said, earlier in the year, we were seeing 16, seven, eights and nines. And now we're kind of back on the, low 17s and then once you know we get more tires and so on it, it's kind of a roller coaster so it's you really never know each and every single week with these in all classes obviously but these games obviously we we pay a lot of attention to and it's just kind of all over the board where they're gonna you know what kind of lap they're gonna lay down so and the and the cool thing is is with brandon naming off those top five between scotty kyle and forrest what well, four thousandths of a second from yeah, Scotty to literally. Forrest Smith. So, yep. I mean, it was like a blink of an eye, like faster mm -hmm. than a blink of an eye between Scotty, Kyle and Forrest Smith. So that, yep. that was cool to hear when Brandon got up and told me the times on the radio. I was like, oh, damn. All yeah, right. Was... So we had some parody there on the top three. It was kind of nice to see. Absolutely. I mean, you can't. That's you couldn't do that again if you tried. I mean, mm -hmm. Those were some laps and it comes down to one little, you know, millisecond that someone was on the throttle a little bit or, you know, those lightweight lug nuts. I'm telling you, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so uh, into the dash, um, uh, 
Jordan uh, was finished right outside the top five in qualifying, so he was uh, in in the first dash. Uh, so fifth place was the number two of Sideways Slim Jim. Boy, that's mouthful. Sideways <laughs> Slim Jim Doug uh, in his number Get two it. machine. Yeah. Uh, fourth place was the one G of uh, Dale Geist. Third place was the forty one of Eric Voss. Uh, second place was the ninety nine Jordan Smith. And your dash winner was the 24 of Nathan Gasser. And uh, Jordan and Nathan had a good little battle there uh, towards the end, five laps or so to go. And Jordan would catch him on his bumper and uh, then, you know, just and blow a corner, blow a corner, <laughs> get, you know, just get, you know, and, and to, to no fault of your own, you know, being in that position for the first time, you know, this year on your third race out. I mean. Get the heart pumping, and you're, yeah. you're in that position, and it know, was fun. Oh, yeah. It was one little it was thing. fun, you know. Even it being a dash, that was that was cool. I was like, yeah, come on. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, so, it is fun. Well, it's funny yeah, too. Fun. Is Jordan and I were the first two cars to qualify, so he pulled up next to me in qualifying, and you know, I'm talking to Dad on the radio, and you know, like, ah, oh, you know, what could I have done, you know, to just get me that little bit more, blah blah blah, and all of a sudden I hear, hey. Hey! Yeah. You know, and I I'm all still strapped in, so I'm kind of like trying to do this like little number of like what? He's like, the freaking thing's tired. I couldn't turn down in front of it. Yeah, yeah. So he, I suck. Like, I'm yelling yeah, at my suck. I suck so bad. <laughs> so you know, it just wouldn't turn in the center. So we finally just threw the book at it and just did a wholesale of changes, and it went from being way tight to like him doing this yeah. little number in the corner yeah. like finally you could see that he was turning and it was like it was almost surprised him a little bit so yeah it's kind of funny yeah. to see yeah, i told jord after that uh dash i was like you look like a sprint car your wheels are doing this so i was yeah. like that's not good <laughs> but... no i wasn't we we wheeled it back even more but at least oh, i yeah. can hold on to it when it's yeah when i want it to you know when the ass is coming around oh, yeah. a little bit i can no it's cool i can yeah I, oh, <laughs> it was pretty funny it was a good it was a good dash to watch yeah, it was so, a good one. Uh, moving into the fast dash, uh, number nine of CJ Wilson finished fifth in that one. Uh, Jacob Smith fourth uh, in the 89 car there for Smith. Uh, again, I mean, from qualifying to the dash, uh, had that thing tuned up. He finished third in the fast dash. Six of Scotty Scott uh, finished second and uh, 51 of Kyle Clegg was your fast dash winner. Uh, pretty. I mean, I don't think if I were, if my memory serves me right, I don't think there was a whole lot of passing and lead you. It was just kind of just like where you started kind of was where you finished. And that was kind of, kind of it. And I think maybe with the tire situation, maybe people were saving some stuff for the feature, but Hey, I, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> we're battling Kyle Clegg for points. Oh, yeah. and, and he was sitting there in second and I was trying to roll the top. I, I was pushing it and I just, <laughs> I got way out of control. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, shaped up to be a, a great feature. Like I said, all but uh, unfortunately, Holly Clark uh, were able to join the feature back. So every car actually, uh, pardon me, that was not true. Uh, the 28 car had some rear end issues uh, after the, the first dash, I believe. Um, so he was uh, not able to to make the feature, um, unfortunately. But uh, anyways, uh, in your feature, um, I think. If I again, if memory serves me right, I don't think we had single caution till the end there it went mm -hmm. uh green the caution. whole <laughs> uh it went green the whole whole race which was cool i mean who who doesn't want to see that but uh anyway uh cj wilson must have an f uh something to do with the number five because all night long five uh so anyway the number nine of cj wilson uh came in fifth place and jordan was right there um you know, I was right pushing hard. Him. Yeah, he pushed was pushing a little too hard. 
<laughs> that was so, yep. a little too hard. Yeah. Yeah. He almost uh, snagged a top five, but uh, congrats to CJ for holding him off there. 24 yeah, of Nathan, Nathan Gasser uh, finished fourth. Uh, Jake Smith finished uh, third and uh, was battling Scotty Scott for second. I mean, side by side, I feel like for 10, 15 laps. Uh, that Scotty was fun got, to watch from behind. Yeah. I'm Scotty, not going to lie. Those, those two going at it was, it, it, it mm -hmm. was, both of you guys were sideways, weren't given an inch, but you never touched. I mean, yep. that was it was really well, impressive to just watch. I mean, <laughs> what I'm, you know, what I'm saying, like you side guys, side by side touching. You yes. guys yeah. aren't, you guys aren't banging doors. Yeah. You guys were, it, yeah. was, it was fun to watch. I, I gave him right. a bumper or two, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Scotty got by, I think, with like ten or fifteen to go. Jake uh, collected his thoughts, cooled down his tires, and then made a run for him again, and was on his bumper with two to go and and I didn't know what what the hell was going to happen um thankfully nobody got out of shape or anything but uh it was right there I mean not even half a car length but by the yeah, time they yeah. finished so that was cool to watch uh unfortunately I, I I wanted to get a second but congrats Scotty for a getting by Jake and then yeah you know setting sail and back okay now I just got to worry about the 51 and then mm -hmm. oh you you see that that white number 89 in your rear view mirror again he's probably like damn it but uh <laughs> Congrats to holding holding Jake off. That was a fun little battle. And then uh, what do we say? Kyle Clegg uh, stole the show. I don't I don't have anything to say about you, buddy. You were just kind of watching the Sunday news and going just, for a stroll up there. Out there just, just lollygagging. <laughs> just uh, but anyway, yeah. Fifty one of Kyle Clegg was your uh, feature winner for the games. Um, really uh, really nice run again and um, trying to catch Jake in those points. So don't yeah. blame him going well, he, hard. And... He definitely did a pretty damn good job of it this weekend. Catching. Yeah. I can't remember the start of the night, I think 14 behind and he's now uh, what? Seven, eight, eight behind eight. right yeah. now. So, I mean, in one night he caught, he caught half, uh, half the points back. So like I said, last week, you never know what might happen. Yep. Anything can happen on any given night and look what happened. He, he got half of his, uh, electrify the fence. But I, I will have to say, because he did say my mom got one hell of a video of the race and great to watch. Yes, she did. And uh, I downloaded my GoPro for my car and uh, I'll definitely post it here real soon on our Smith Family Racing page because the in-car camera was just as exciting as watching it from the stands and seeing it from both angles. It's it's pretty cool. So I'll, I'll post yeah. that because the side by side, the last eight laps with, you know, after our <clears throat> caution, uh, it was I it thought was it was me. Fun. Initially, I thought it was well, I thought it, it was me because I brushed the wall and the sparks were flying and and I thought I I was ready to kick my own ass. Let's put it that way because we're running fifth and then I touched the wall and then the caution comes out and I thought I thought it was myself and then you know and then ended up losing it uh, to CJ who did a phenomenal job uh, and then finished six. So here I'm like ready like no no like Michael Scott in you know uh, the office no no no. <laughs> You know, so well, we was. were all confused up in the spotter stand uh, before I shut up and let Jordan talk about the figure eights because we we saw him brush the wall. It was maybe like two sparks and yeah. caution comes out. And I look like, at Kyle Ray. and I'm like, was that for us? He's like, I yeah. don't know. And I, thought it was I was like, OK, well, apparently caution's out. So we'll rack him up. But yeah, I mean, the thing about that is, is obviously Jordan lost the spot, um, you know, messing around and hitting the wall. But uh, it, it's those as we always say the old adage cautions breed caution and the first thought through my mind was oh no because yeah, you stack them up with two to go 
nothing good ever really usually happens after that. But hats off to all the GAM drivers. You guys kept it clean with the, those few laps. And, you know, Kyle Clegg set sail. You know, Scotty and Jake had their battle and nobody else had any any crazy incidents on track, which I, like I said, maybe I was being pessimistic, but I was like, oh, no, when that caution came out. But hats off to all you GAM drivers for keeping her straight. Yeah, definitely. It was fun. All it right, was Dark. definitely fun. All right. Now I get the luxury of talking about figure eights, the crazy figure eights. And Something. what a <laughs> night. Are you not period, entertained? Period. Oh my god, that was that was the greatest thing of all time. I, I gotta I gotta give Jeremy a, a shout out for that quote in his interview. Basically, yeah, that was lovely. I'll put it that way. Uh, so the first uh, figure eight race was it was it was good. Um, uh, the sixty seven car got way out in front, and then um, and just a lot of good battles going on from halfway point back up front. I mean, just all over the track, really. Because uh, we luckily, you know, it's too ahead of our race, so I get to actually sit and watch these. And I love the figure eights. My kids love the figure eights. Who really doesn't love the figure eights? I mean. It's a really fun class to watch and not just because you guys are going full throttle with zero given into the X. So, um, but no, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty good overall. I know that a uh, few laps to go uh, the 15 car <laughs> sitting about sixth or seventh hey. and coming out of turn, coming out of turn four, if you will, for them coming out of turn four to the, out to the flag stand. Uh, decided he was going to go hit the throttle past about four it. or five guys coming to the, uh, to the stripe. I loved it. And somebody thought that was a big no, no. So they moved his, they moved him back. And then uh, I mean, yeah, cause he gained like four or five positions. So I actually talked to Jeremy after and I was like, this ain't I racing, bro. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but we had a, we had a good laugh about it. You know, we talked about the incident, but um, I, there was an understanding there. But and you know, what the rule states and everything else. I mean, it was entertaining. It sucks. Yeah, it was entertaining, and ultimately, it sucks because it was, uh, you know, it was Drax call. But you know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're. It, it, we, we obviously we don't get. I forget who the top five were for that specific race, but uh, your race winner for the for the dash was the 67 car of Keith Swenson, who was, did an amazing job. Yeah, he, was he really led fast. the whole damn thing. Led, led the whole thing. Uh, Jeremy did end up get, catching up to him, and there was a pretty good battle going on there for about three or four laps. Slide job. Three, three, three laps maybe during that race. Um, he, he, they were going back and forth, get to the inside, push each other up the track, and gain the advantage. So it was awesome to see. Um, then you get to your feature race, and Wow. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll go into all the various instances of what happened, but man, there was a lot of wrecks. <laughs> there was a lot of torn up race cars during that whole, uh, during that I whole, will say, that whole race. I've never seen a ratchet strap used to uh, put back together. A <laughs> I will say that <laughs> that was really funny because uh, uh, fortunate for Mr. Jared wall and, and a couple of the other guys getting into some tangled uh during that race, but he came in, <laughs> 
the whole fent right the fet front fenders and everything are just you know they're the whole right they're side flapping. door was crumbled yeah well the whole right side door is one piece it's just flapping in the wind right yeah and so comes in the pit crew guys are sitting there right in front um as soon as you come in we're around the corner and they're trying to fix it you know they're <laughs> taping and everything else and Love next thing you know we're like is that a freaking rash? <laughs> and sure as shit, you see it go hey. into the driver cockpit and down to the bottom of the frame. Yeah. And just whatever it takes. <laughs> it was it was it was just ingenuity at its finest. Yep. Let's put it that. Hey, uh, points, but yeah, baby, there points. Was, there was some uh, there there was just some mishaps during that during that race that um some hard driving, hard battles, guys fighting for position, getting tangled in each other not given any inches. I mean, that's ultimately what comes down to it. In my opinion, I know that there's going to be people within that race. They're going to point fingers and everything. I, I seriously thought job. there might've been not. Yeah. I, I thought there might've been a few, uh, uh, words or fists be thrown after the race was over with. I was waiting for it. I had my camera ready, but it did <laughs> not happen. It didn't happen. So, uh, proud of you guys, at least for letting, yep. letting tempers, calm a little bit and um you know let bygones be bygones so to speak so your rundown for your top five finishers for the figure eights uh feature event coming in fifth was the 60 d67 of keith swenson uh fourth was the 92c of chris cox who by the way was filling in for jason wall because could be rumor or whatnot. I heard that he was going to probably participate in the outlaw race. So he was trying to get some seat time. So amazing job. I, we yeah. were, we were specifically watching him during both of those races and he did an awesome job in that car. Mm -hmm. um, so hats off to you, Mr. Cox getting a top five. And I think it's his first, well, it's his first race this season. Let's put it that way. I don't know if it's the first time ever being in a figure eight though. Um, I would not guess so the way he drove. That was, I, I would assume he probably knew what he was doing, <laughs> but, uh, I, well, yeah. Anyways, the third was the 08 of Travis Sanders. Second was the 17 of Harry Livermore jr. And then coming in first, man, I say this guy's name a lot, especially when he's running, uh, the number 15 of Jer Mr. Jeremy wall. So congratulations on your win again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing interview <laughs> after the race was over. I, I applaud you. I yep. really do. It was, was it awesome. was one of the best ever. <laughs> no, uh, no, no puns, no puns intended no. there during that interview. That was amazing. <laughs> so there you go. There's your race recap weekend uh, for CNS. Um, and then Brandon will give you the uh, preview for next weekend's rundown for Colorado National Speedway. You betcha. So we uh, Saturday, August 6th, of course, we have the KBPI Rocks the Rockies, like my radio voice. Uh, you have the Pro Trucks, Legends, Bandos, Demo X, and the old Circle Drags. And uh, Chuck Smith is going to take his Dodge Ram 1500 out there and see what she's got. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a uh, full field of, of cars and uh, got to love those Pro Trucks. Maybe uh, McCrista makes her uh, debut in that 06 uh, Pro Truck. If you guys have not seen that on their page, beautiful nice design. Uh, that is awesome. So hopefully it stays that way. Um, and if you do, uh, oh, and trains were added. How could I forget? So yes, they were. Yep. Uh, add, add more mayhem to the schedule. So you got the demo acts and the trains. So 
the fans uh, certainly will get their money's worth with uh, those two events uh, by themselves. But uh, nevertheless, um, yeah, if you're not doing anything this uh, Saturday, come out, enjoy some uh, good local action. I think uh, the Kenny Chesney concert stole some of the fans this last weekend. Uh, but nevertheless, there shouldn't be anything else. Oh, Greg Dryland's going fishing. But uh, come out, support your local good. racetrack. <laughs> yeah, support your local drivers. It's been a hell of a season in all the classes, uh, racing-wise. Um, so, yeah, get your butts out there in the stands. Go support them. And uh, we'll move into the points update for CNS for the classes uh, that ran this last Saturday. I'll lead us off with the uh, pure stocks. So uh, we'll go uh, top five on down. Uh, in fifth place right now is the 15 of Brendan Knowles with 117 points. Fourth place is the 41G of Christopher Galvin with 123 points. Third place is 34 of Ronald Johnson uh, with 132 points. Uh, second place is the 5C in the Stabin Wagon, Kyle Carrasco with 156 points. And with your win from this last Sunday, obviously helps to win any in any series. Uh, the number eight of Isaac Almaswari is your points leader as of uh, the 30th. Uh, with 160 points, so a four-point spread from uh, first to second. So good little uh, battle heating up there in the pure stock division. And I will uh, pass to Jake for the late miles. Yeah, awesome uh, job by the uh, pure stocks. And well, I thought you were going to say to me, I was like, thank you. Yeah, awesome Appreciate job that. to you. Yes, <laughs> for announcing all the points. Um, nice to see a lot of parity in that class. So. Uh, moving into the late models, which we have some tight battles here uh, for the late models going the rest of the year. So uh, I'm going to do two parts here. Um, I'm going to do the CNS points, and then I'm also going to announce something kind of cool that I found out from hearing something from the announcer this weekend. So uh, your, I guess I'll just do top five uh, for the late models. Uh, so in fifth place, the six of Tommy Rowe with 169 points. Uh, fourth place is the 15 of Michael Hanna with 201 points. Third place is the 31 of Rick Smith with 207 points. Uh, second place is the eight of Dan Alma with 211 points. And your points leader as of this last Saturday, the 98 of Lee Kemet with 214 points. So between first and fourth place, it is only 13 points difference with only three between the top two. So uh, definitely going to be some good battles the rest of the year between uh, not only the whole class, but those definitely those top five, top four drivers uh, vying for that late model championship. Uh, so if you were out this Saturday, I might have heard uh, the announcer saying that not only are all of the drivers at CNS vying for the state championships, but also national championships. So I went on this morning and looked at the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series, which is the sponsor for uh, all the short track, home track races. And as of right now, uh, uh, from this weekend's points, uh, your points leader in the late models, Lee Kemet, is sitting 75th overall out of the top 100 nationally. Uh, we also have Mr. Dan Alma, uh, 83rd overall. And then we have, which I was very surprised that Rick Smith was not on this list, but uh, the third driver from Colorado in the late model division, uh, Mr. Mike Hanna. So we got three drivers from Colorado in the top 100 right now. In Round of applause, round of applause. Yeah, round of applause to you guys. So uh, pretty cool to see uh, some Colorado drivers uh, on this list. So 
uh, congratulations to you guys. And hopefully we can see you guys get up maybe into the top 50, pushing for maybe top 25 later this year. So Love keep up the it. good work. Yeah, definitely. So, And looking at those, I want you to look up the GAM ones because we'll – We'll obviously talk about that here in a second, yeah. but um, it, the only disadvantage I've I noticed when we were talking about this this morning about those national points is a lot of those other guys they just have more races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're we're only sitting yeah we're only sitting at like six or seven for most of our guys, whereas some of the other states they got like nine races in already. So in, so in the kinda... late models, the number one driver right now has had fifteen races. Jeez. There you go. Yeah, so he's done fifteen races. And our, our late guys. models have. Five, five. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so even, even better. Yeah. It puts in perspective and, and still even a great job being in, you know, up there in the national points. It's awesome mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Um, okay. So I am going to do the grand American modified class. So as it sits right now, it's getting better and better with uh, three races to go here, fellas. Um, coming in, well, sitting fifth, coming in fifth, sitting fifth right now in points is the number six. Uh, Mr. Scotty Stott with 190 points. Uh, fourth right now is uh, the number two of Jim Doug with a 193. Uh, third right now is the 24 of Nathan Gasser with 208. And second right now is the 51 of Kyle Clegg with 212. And then your points leader is the number 89 of Jacob the Bop Smith with 220. So Smith. Eight points um, sit right now between first and second. Um and then what a, a total of 12 points between first and third. So it's, it's a tight, tight battle. It's going to come down to uh, the very end here. I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be, it's going to be an awesome end of the year um, all around. I mean, there's, there's so much competition within that, within that, uh, that division this year. It, it's absolutely crazy. There's, there's a handful of guys that could win on any given night, to be honest. So mm-hmm. uh, love it. So national points. Did you look up that for the games? Yes. Uh okay. So as it sits right now, I am actually the only one uh, in the top 100 for Colorado, which seems wow. kind of weird. Well, toot your own horn there, buddy. Toot my own horn. Right. I know. Uh, I <laughs> thought you and you and Clegg would have definitely. Both. And you would think Clegg would be. Yeah, because he has so many wins on the, is, on the yeah. season so far. So so because Brandon and I were talking to th- about this before uh, we started the show and I was telling him about it. I, I wish they had a, a kind of PDF of how they accumulate points or how points are earned or whatever, because you would think a guy that has three wins under his belt so far this year would be on this list. But when I'm looking through the list, it kind of goes up wins, top fives, top tens. So I think if my memory serves me right, Kyle has finished outside the top 10 at least once, maybe twice. So I'm, I'm guessing I'm just a step above just because out of the six races so far, nice. I've finished top 10, top five. six times and top five, five times. Yeah. Um, but I would love to know how these things are accumulated. And I think per the track as well, get certain amount of points because there's a couple of drivers ahead of me that literally have the same stats at the same amount of races but they have more points. So those drivers are like at Meridian, uh, all American speedway and somewhere else. I can't remember, but so I'm thinking that the track itself, they earn more points maybe because they have more drivers. Maybe the Something track like itself that, yeah. earns more points. I don't know. We'll but, have to look into that more. I think it'd be interesting getting closer to the end of the season here about yeah, maybe yeah, some of someone, our local drivers and how they're doing on a national level. 
yeah maybe so, if someone listening knows how that's scored yeah, please chime be, in that'd be nice to know so that's as cool. it sits right now and things like i said can change the rest of the year uh i am sitting 84th in the top 100 uh in round of applause points. round of applause thank you thank yeah, you good job. i was good i was job. very surprised when i saw that i was like oh my god that's really cool <laughs> it's cool to see yeah there you go so, all right brandon yeah, Figure eights. Yeah, so I'll give you the uh, local uh, CNS point update for the old wild and crazy figure eights. Uh, fifth place is, uh, as it sits right now, uh, the 13M of Isaac Martinez with 195 points. Fourth place is the 18 of Dennis Stefanik the third, which uh, after talking to John, um, I love your nickname, Dennis, D3. That is a cool little nickname that uh, John spoke of you uh, this weekend. Uh, anyways, Dennis is sitting in fourth with 201 points. The 17 of Harry Livermore, Harry Livermore Jr. Uh, sitting in third with 209 points. Second place as it sits, the 08 of Travis Sanders with 214 points. And a nobody's surprise with three wins already on the year. The 52 uh, old school cool of Jared Wall uh, with 239 points. So uh, getting a little spread there from second, but uh, it's not over till the fat lady sings. So uh, we'll uh, <laughs> see how that shapes up. So Jordan or Jake, excuse me, tell us how they're shaping up in the advanced auto parts national series. Yeah. So uh, the pure stocks, it looks like and the super stocks, unfortunately don't have a national ranking or at least on this website that I found they don't, but this figure eights do. So that's awesome. So right now we have Mr. Jared wall uh, sitting 47th overall uh, wow. out of the top 100. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Like, and I think he's only, Oh, Oh, Never mind. This one guy's got 18 uh, starts this year, and he's got like eight, like three or four wins, and wow. like 15 top fives. So never mind. But from, from him, <laughs> well, that ain't like, our fault. Yeah, from him to like second place, it's only 100 points. So I mean, it's really that's not bad. That's not bad. So, um, so yeah, he's wow. 40, 47th. Um, actually, he's tied for 46th. Excuse me. Um, and then we go. have, hold on. We got a couple more. I think Mr. Dennis, the panic was on this list. Let me find him. Let me find him. Uh, D3. D3. Yeah. D3. Where'd he go? I know he's on here. Oh, there he is. Uh, he is 73rd, uh, overall right now. And nice. then Mr. Travis Saunders Sanders is 95th overall. All right. Round of right. applause. Round of applause. Yeah, exactly. Good job. You guys there. representing. That's exactly. awesome. Absolutely. Exactly. So, and, and um, let me tell you something. I, I'll quote Perry White. Let me Mr. tell you Perry something. Perry White. I would put those three and a majority of the figure eight drivers at CNS against oh, yeah. those, mm -hmm. those guys any, any day of the week. Mm, so. Right. Exactly. So I think out of all the national series, uh, since this, our super late model class has only run what, like three, four races. If, um, yeah. If that uh, nobody's on the list for the super late models, I was very surprised because division two, I don't, I, they don't say what the division is. You just kind of go off of who from Colorado is in it. Um, division two doesn't have any Colorado drivers in it. Um, so I'm not sure who it is. Actually, let me go to the regional. That'll tell me everything I need to know in the regional points. Um, the regional points in division two is the trucks. So right now okay. in division uh, two regional, uh, we have Adam Dynas, uh fifth, Brian Yaki sixth, wow. Curtis Heldenbrand tenth, and Mr. Jeffrey Walbaum nineteenth uh, out of the top twenty in our region. But that 
I oh, think, I thought you meant national. I was like, wow. no, 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 yeah, that's no, so that's regional. So that's, that's like just the like whole west, Colorado. Okay. West. Uh, hey, yeah. still pretty good. Yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. So in the west, yeah. But Adam Dynas is about. Let me go back to the uh, national points here. Yeah, like Scott just said, the weather is greatly yeah. affecting. Yeah. Oh. So Adam Dynas is two points away from being in the top 100. So he's Damn. probably Come on, buddy. just behind the one, just behind 100. So right. yeah, let's get you on that list this weekend, buddy. Uh, get yourself a win and you'll yeah. be up on that top 100. No, no time. Oh yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's uh, your CNS weekend or geez, uh, CNS preview look ahead and your points and the national points. So a lot, a lot there to, uh, yeah. to talk about. So hopefully exactly. you guys enjoyed hearing where our uh, local drivers stand nationally and regionally. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, statistician, for uh, digging that up. And, I did my uh, job finally. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and with that, we're going to, uh, before we move on to the uh, closing segment here, again, stick around because we uh, do have a special guest announcement for next week. Uh, but we're going to hear from uh, Chuck Smith Jr. and Jake uh, from Citywide, and then we'll get into uh, Give Me Some Love. You spent countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the old <laughs> retro footage. Exactly. Man, that's some old, old uh, footage made modern. Jake had like a, a sweat jumpsuit on. A bowl of ice cream and cowboy boots. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was Jake back in the day. Snakeskin too. Yeah, there they were snakeskin, snakeskin cowboy boots. He's seriously no Jake. He used to wear snakeskin cowboy boots with shorts, everything, and they were always backwards. <laughs> I wish they still made feet. boots in my size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd oh. be a lot of alligator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who uh, is still with us and ready for Give Me Some Lovin'? We need a comment before we go. Well, of course, we're ready. I'm ready. I'm sure yeah, we're going to get some good ones tonight. So who's ready? <laughs> Give me a comment and we'll fire it up. Give me some lovin'. Anybody? I know we're hearing crickets right now. I literally. literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's because hey, I'm there we go. Thank you, Paul. Mr. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Thank you. There All we right. go, Sam. Cue All right. it up. Still, still and enjoy. <laughs> Hey, we're all headbanging. <laughs> Mr. Sanders comment. What did we do before Tuesday? Before this week, you know, we created this show. I have no idea. I, I don't really remember don't. what I used to do. Probably iRacing or watching a show or something. TV show. God, TV what can we do on a Tuesday night to entertain us? Yeah, well, there you go. We'll, we got it for you. Yeah, now you got something to do on Tuesday night. So mm -hmm. we appreciate that. All right, who's up first? All right, let's let's get some questions here. Crickets again. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying the outside right now. It is, is, yeah, is freaking beautiful outside. Nice. Somebody, somebody got some new grass this weekend too. I did. Oh. I, oh. I did. 
I got uh, sod in our front yard. It's been, oh man, I, I could go on for about an hour about this, but we had, um, oh, we used to have these two big old pine trees um, in the front yard. We knocked them down. Like it used to be this three tiered thing, knocked it all down. Finally, it's been dirt for about eight months, like just a dirt pile. And yeah, we finally got, uh, finally got some sod in there. So I've been, I, I feel like Mr. Green Thumb. And then I also feel like Mr. Get Off My Lawn guy now. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, like my grandfather. Get off my lawn, round, damn it. It's all nice and manicured. So, all right, we got we got the first one from Mr. Marky. Okay, Marky Mark. All right, so I guess I'll take this and then pass it to you guys. So I know exactly what Mr. Wee Man is talking about, and I think it's a great idea, and maybe I'll give some color to this before I pass it to you guys. But uh, Brandon, me and you talked a little bit about this, but I want to know from Jake and Jordan and maybe everyone else in here in the comments, what is your thoughts on doing a broadcast after the Monday night races on iRacing? So what Mark is talking mm -hmm. about is the Rubbin' is iRacing league that we have put on uh, the last five race, five weeks, excuse me. Uh, I, I do save the replays of that entire race from beginning to end. And Mark's uh, idea was to go back and play, play the replay of the race and then commentate on it. Kind of like what they used to do before live uh, races, you know, they okay. would, they would record it and then they would go back and re-record over it. It still happens uh, from time to time, but I am uh, obviously it'll take a little bit more time, but uh, yeah, Jake and Jordan, I'll let you answer that one. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, if we have the time, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, that would be kind of <laughs> cool. Um, That'd be more it. Uh, I I do think because uh, I know doing podcasts and talking and stuff, it's it's a different ballpark than announcing because. Like Dale two Jr. different things. Yeah, when Dale Jr. first do, started doing broadcasting, it was like you could kind of tell he was just out there jibber jabbering, trying to just say something. And that's how I feel when we're broadcasting. I I don't know what to say, but um, maybe being able to watch and kind of maybe go through it and talk about it as it's happening after the fact would be a lot yeah. better for me. So I wouldn't be opposed to it. So, no, no, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to it either either way. Um, I know that Monday nights are, are hard on hard for me because um, Monday nights are my nights where my kids are doing a lot of uh, sports activities and practices and stuff like that. So we don't get home till super late because otherwise I'd be I'd be doing it. I'd be running right. them, and we'd probably be broadcasting them uh, live if I had that ability. And that's another big reason why we're now on Tuesdays, too, instead of used to be we used to be on Monday nights. Um, yeah, it's just because of that mere fact. So, I mean, I would be open for it, but um yeah, I, I guess it'll just be down to time. Yeah, so. and that's the thing, too, is because, like, I enjoy the broadcasting, the two that we have yeah. done. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun, and it's, it's you know, to, to Robbie and, and Beehive, and, you know, they it's hard. It's a lot harder than it looks. There's a lot of, like I say, sometimes for the podcast, you feel like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, spinning this wheel, pressing this button, and doing all that. It's hard to bring people that content, but we do want to bring that content to people uh, you know, to see your local drivers, you know, having fun virtually with, you know, because iRacing has taken off in the last five years. And it's a huge part of what a lot of these people do in their free time, whether you disagree or agree. But we would love to. But at the same time, we love to race, too, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I uh, if we can find time, Mr. Uh, Brimkamp, I would love to 
sit down and, and commentate a race. And uh, it'd be weird talking about yourself, I guess. Look at that jack wagon in the number three car. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I think it'd be cool and to showcase it to the fans and listeners. Because I know when we do broadcast, we do get quite the turnout that uh, watches and participates. So uh, thank you for that question. Um, next one, Jake. Uh, so this one is from Mr. Jared Wall. How excited are you to see new drivers in the division? So I'm assuming you're speaking of the GAM division. I love it. I, I wish, because I was looking at it, uh, we have, let me just go back, actually. We have had 24 total cars, I think, that has come out in at least, yeah, 24 total cars that has at least made one race uh, in the Modifieds this year. Would love to see all 24 come back all at once. And then for all of those people that we've heard, especially Mr. Jared Wall, that has gotten a modified uh, and getting one ready for either later this year or looking into it for next year. <coughs> um, <laughs> that would be awesome to try and maybe see 24, 26, who knows, maybe 30 race cars. Because I know there's like two or three in Cheyenne. There's two or three down in Pueblo that we know haven't come up yet. So I would love to look down the pits and just see a row of modifieds. And I mean, any class really grow in the class, but specifically the modifieds after this weekend, it was kind of rough to see only, you know, 12, 13 cars out there, but seeing 30 would be amazing and I would love it. So yep. looking, definitely excited and looking forward to hopefully what might happen the rest of the year. Right on. Good question. All right, George. Uh, what are the rules? Caught you for staring a at the comments. <laughs> yeah. What are you? This comes from Paul Himmler. What are the rules for a figure eight car? I'm Go not fast, sure. Turn left and right. I, yeah. I, here, here's one big one. Any American made car manufactured after 1955 with four four wheels on it. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Up, up to 2008. No Camaros, Mustangs or Chargers. That's for rules. The biggest rule. What rules? What rules? <laughs> Right. No, I'm not. I'm not 100. Um, yeah, I think uh, Jared kind of touched on that. We, you just have to look up up on. I, I'm not 100 percent on what the rules are for figure eight cars. I'd yeah. have to go do some digging. But Jake right. gave pretty much a rundown right there. Good job, <laughs> hey. Mr. Statistician, coming yeah. up in the clutch. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, try to bounce people here. I know some people have asked two questions, but we'll try to get everybody in. So the next one, I'll take this one, Ron Rudolph. Uh, any updated status on the tire situation looking for the 970 specifically? Uh, I, actually can, I actually have firsthand knowledge. I was going to say, maybe I'll take the next question because I didn't yeah. see the 970 at the end. So with Citywide Banks night coming up, uh, Challenge Cup night, uh, I called, Mr. well, Brian Lawrence called me today to answer some questions I had for him. And I, so I brought up the question. I was like, I'm sure you're getting about 100 of these a day, but our tire situation. So apparently there is a shipment of tires coming in tomorrow. Majority of them are the outlaw tires for the outlaw figure eights coming up here in September, but there are uh, a handful of other tires on there. He did specifically because of course I'm racing in the games mentioned that there are some nine seventies on there. So I said, Oh great. So like, you know, six or seven of the cars that are going to be out next race that are needing new tires, uh, going to get four. He said, ha ha uh, I think everybody will be at least get a left front. I'm like, all right. I, I don't give a shit, excuse my French, <laughs> about a left front. I want to write at least two right side tires. He's like, well, we have another shipment hopefully coming next week. So for sure, we have some tires coming tomorrow. Don't know what sizes they are, but 
apparently there are tires on the way. So I love when you almost say two customers at the same time, you're like, I don't give a shifa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. So I will uh, take the next one from our, uh, I'll take it from Sam Faust. Uh, appreciate you chiming in there. Would you guys entertain the idea of racing in the figure eight division? Yeah. Poof. Uh, if you, <laughs> how do I answer this? Um, maybe by myself for a, a while before we get all the crazy rowdy people that are in that class around me. Um, I, you know, I, I speak on iRacing a lot, but you know, I finished second in that iRace two weeks ago, but I don't know how, and I am not good. I mean, I, <laughs> I am not good. So, I mean, I would try it for sure, but I wouldn't be worth a cuss and I feel like I would do more damage uh, than, than good. So, uh, that's yep. my answer to that question. I would I, love to do it, but mm. I, I would try it, especially Jeremy Wall. We were we were having a conversation uh, post race of the Gams and giving me some of his insights of of our race. He was like, "Man, you should race in the figure eights. I think you'd love it." I'm like, "Well, maybe. I don't I don't want to go out and buy a car and and actually run in it. But I mean, if someone was like, "Hey, you want to maybe take the car out and try it?" Like. I'll, I'll try it for sure, but I definitely don't want to buy one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would try it, but I don't think we're going to go build. Yeah, one I, anytime I, soon, I would, but. I would totally try it. I, I would love to try one of them outlaw cars. That would be fun. Just to feel yeah. the power of that thing. To, I mean, I know what's in them, but it would, it'd be, that'd be a fun one to go do. Uh, yeah. You guys got more cojones than I do. I'll tell you yeah, that right 100%. now. Like, I going into no that. Bones about it. No bones about it. It's Going funny. into that X and I see a car coming this way. I know there's a handful <laughs> of drivers in that class right now that they, they flat out stopping. told me I ain't stopping. I ain't lifting. Yeah. And, and, and knowing that I'd be like, you, you can have the right away, so to speak, mm -hmm. like just go yeah. ahead. So yeah. that's, yeah. and you can't have that mentality sometime in that class if you want to win. And yeah. I know I, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Mr. Scott, I uh, completely skipped over this, so my apologies, and we'll uh, give it to George here. All right, this comes from Mr. Bremkamp, Scott Bremkamp. How long was that no out of Jordan when he was passed for fifth? <laughs> um, there was damn it that car came car. out of my mouth in the spot. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was a more. Yeah, it was a long one. Let's put it that way. I was just. I was really looking forward to. I fought hard to get up to that position, and then. Um, to, to just know that I, that I, I screwed up, like I did some things wrong in the car and granted, you know, it's, it's only like, it's only really my second main event in that car. Um, so I, I was really kind of kicking myself, but, um, I mean, just to be running up front with those guys, like to be running in that position, I, I was absolutely thrilled. So I, I'm, I'm no way in hell am i like disappointed by any means <laughs> but you know to know that it could have been fifth and see, like i said cj did an amazing job on that restart he he went to the outside and he and he took the position i mean i had I, there was nothing i could do he he passed me clean and ran hard and took it over and i screwed up a corner i was and i will say this on my gopro too i was sideways coming out of four when he passed me i mean he took me down in that corner and i I'm not joking. The, the car, I thought it was, go, I thought it was going around right in front of the 68, but luckily I 
held held it let's put it that way mm -hmm. so uh yeah so yes it was long let's just put it that way yeah yeah all fun. right now we'll circle back around to the top and mr jared wall i will pass to jake here all right so mr jared wall what are some tips to someone that hasn't ran a modified in years before he or she gets back in one uh Make sure, A, you have tires. <laughs> That's Go fast, thing. turn left. Go fast, turn left. Uh, at least for me, never being in one. Um, last year, it was knowing what you can do with a car and what you want the car to do for you. So if you like it tight, you want to set it up tight. If you like it on the looser side, then put it on the looser side. Because if I can definitely know that I, I like the car being on a looser side. I, I can't drive it tight just for me it's just impossible for some reason um i like to be able to know that the car is going to rotate so if you like it on the looser side make sure you set it up for the looser side and then go from there um or like I said in reverse tight and then go back from there but biggest thing um because especially with george's mod it seems like for a while there every damn time we take it out it's something going on with it that Oh, well, that's another quarter panel we got to fix or another oil panel we got to replace or, you know, refresh the motor. Go through everything on that car. And it's worth it to take the extra day, two, week, couple hours, whatever it may take to just make sure everything's good to go on that car. Because the last thing you want to do is go out and practice and come back in and you just hear a in the motor. And that could have been something that could have been avoided ahead of time. So, but... Jared, I know when you bring that mod out, you're going to be not only having a ton of fun, but it's going to come, you're going to come back. It's going to come back to you like riding a bike. And I wouldn't doubt that you'd be battling up there top 10 for sure, even in your first night out there. So, and I'm looking forward to it. Me too. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I believe that was all the, uh, actual questions. We had a little, uh, jokes in there, but, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in uh, to that particular part and engaging with us, asking us questions and so forth. Um, always appreciate the, the questions. You never know what the hell we're going to get. So mm -hmm. always on our toes. So appreciate that. And uh, like we said, um, I'll, I'll pass to Jake, but we have some, uh, some big announcement, I guess, uh, for the time being. So take it away. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, this guy came up to us actually and was was talking to us and it just kind of came about and we said hey yeah let's get you on there so for next week crickets we are going to have the <laughs> double zero and i didn't know he was the double zero the double zero legend car driver of mr chris sekali uh on our podcast next week so uh next tuesday august 9th we are looking forward to have mr chris sekali and let me just say this guy for not only being like five foot nothing, the <laughs> dude is like, looks like the rock. I mean, he's yeah. just like, and like, yeah, just, just like a stone. So I'm looking forward to it because he's a cool guy. I've, I've talked to him a couple of times before and especially earlier this year um, when uh, Kyle Clegg and Chris Eggleston were doing the uh, legends kind of set up and stuff. A briefing for people getting into it and want to know more about how to set up their car. Chris was there and he was kind of giving some input. So Brennan and I kind of talked to him a little bit and then got to meet him a little bit more a couple of weeks ago, sitting and uh, uh, waiting for uh, ticketing to open. We, we talked to him a little bit there too. So 
yeah, if you guys are uh, looking forward to it, definitely make sure you get some questions for him. And uh, it'll be exciting to kind of hear his story and where he's at and where he might go in the future. So Mr. Chris yep. Stacali is our next guest. And he uh, actually, a uh, little backstory, and I won't spoil it, but he actually grew up with Chris Eggleston and uh, Kyle Clegg. Mm -hmm. um, I believe he raced quarter midgets with them and then kind of got out of racing completely uh, until his mid to late uh, 20s. So uh, curious to hear what, you know, what that gap was about and uh, his, his kind of history. And obviously him and his dad uh, own AC Transmission. Um, who sponsor the Legend Division? So, want to hear all about that? So, yes, um, please He's tune got in next some week. Funny stories about Mr. Eggleston and Clegg. So, I'm really oh, excited. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, yes, <laughs> tune in next week, August 9th. Uh, we'll have him uh, in here, and you guys can ask him all the questions that you want, and we'll hear a little bit uh, about him. But, yeah, thank you all. Um, unfortunately, that's the end of our show tonight, but uh, thank you all for tuning in and watching us each and every single week. And for those uh, like Sam Faust, who said, you know, we may not catch us live, completely understand that with everybody's work schedules and uh, stuff like that. But thank you for going out on Spotify and Apple podcasts and anchor and all those platforms. I think we're on six of them. Um, so we make it very easy for you guys to listen to us. If you don't catch us live due to, you know, maybe children or you just like to be in bed early like myself it's way past my bedtime so i completely understand <laughs> that but uh thank you all for the support and the the comments that we get uh messages the in person uh telling us how great we're doing and um you know i'm not going to say the the specific person's name but uh received a text message last night saying that we're underappreciated so i greatly appreciate your un unappreciated comment so um <laughs> We're, we're, we're growing. We're trying. I was just telling Jake, uh, looking at the, 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 the stats uh, of the various platforms. And I think uh, last week, uh, and shout out to the Hilton family and McCrista, that uh, that live episode had 398 views. So that is pretty damn well for a, a podcast that we just kind of created and just going with the flow and, and doing big things with. So Appreciate everybody, all the likes, all the comments, all the engagement really helps us out, um, gets, us, gets us out there. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to give you content that you want to see and, and, and go from there. So I will shut up. Uh, but again, I'll end on next uh, next Monday night, the uh, Asphalt Date 38, rubbing his eye racing uh, league race. Please sign up. Uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, get those cars wound up and opened up on that big track, uh, do a little bit of drafting and so forth. So. Um, please sign up. It's free. Uh, you have nothing to lose, uh, but some dignity. If you get, uh, if you wreck or, uh, someone wrecks you, I'm just kidding, of course, but, uh, please sign up and, uh, join us next Tuesday for, uh, Chris say Kelly and I'll, uh, pass it to these guys. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, yeah. Thanks everybody again. Like he just said for tuning in and, and listening to this jibber jabber and, and all the comments on the side of, of and being engaged in what we have to say and what you have to say. Um, bringing some light into the local race in Colorado. Uh, big weekend this last weekend. It was fun. A lot of good racing. Congrats to Kyle uh, on his game win. Um, and Scotty Scott, he had actually messaged me and was like, yeah, I watched your mom's video like five times already. That was so much fun and uh, so much respect for you. You know, good, clean racing, even though I, you know, gave him a bumper a couple of times. But I'll, like I said, I'll put the video out so everybody can see why. 
Um, but I was going for second place because I didn't want to lose too many points to Kyle. But uh, I do got to give out a lot of shout outs real fast. Uh, Citywide Banks for their continued sponsorship in uh, our race team. Uh, Great Frontier Insurance, of course. Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Uh, Jordan Smith Designs. If you want a good design on your race car, talk to this guy. Um, Risen Bar Exteriors, uh, TR Sandberg Construction, my grandma, Sandy Kaiser. She has been an awesome and huge help with us this year. Um, all our team and crew, uh, especially this weekend, Greg Dryling, after the week he had a couple weeks ago, I'm glad you're healthy and doing well. Uh, never want to hear that you had what you had to go through. Uh, nothing bad, people. Just some manly things that hurt when it happens to you. Um Kyle Ray, Brandon, of course, Ian Clark for coming out and helping us out. Um, my mom, my dad, of course. Uh, gosh, who else? Who am I missing? Giegenbacher. Uh, Mr. Mike Giegenbacher, who also is a huge supporter. Always a fun time. Podcast. Always a fun time having him out there. Um, Brian Sanders and Frank's Radio and Daryl Stewart uh, for the help um, with the radios. Uh, awesome to see that we finally got all ones we purchased in today. Um, so looking forward to getting those, uh, next race, um, all the drivers and everybody that come up and tell us how good we're doing out in the, uh, this podcast, uh, out at the track and everybody's comments. So thank you to you all. And, um, looking forward to seeing everybody. I won't unfortunately be there this weekend, but, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing everybody on the, uh, 13th, 13th. Um, but I do have to give a quick one more shout out right here next race out uh, not only citywide banks night but like i said last week uh lily horn uh cj's fiance uh is going to be making some of these paintings so if you want one definitely come by after the races and uh check out the paintings so if you want one or if you want one of your favorite driver or you yourself whatever you want she'll talk to you about it but definitely come check those out they're pretty cool so i'll shut up and throw it down to this guy that was too long-winded. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll piggyback off of that. Um, uh, I'll just talk about the weekend, uh, this last weekend, just, just a short bit here. Amazing job by everybody at the track, um, the crew, the the drivers, uh, the, the fans, everybody involved at the track this weekend. It was really enjoyable. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch, be a part of. Um yeah, just just all the hard work that goes into this behind the scenes from everybody that works there. We, you guys are, just know Much that you're love. appreciated. Mm-hmm. Much love to you guys, uh, the the Camp brothers, um, you know, Mr. Hilton, um, everybody in tech, Ray, Ray especially, uh, you up there. You, know, you guys are standing out there in the middle of the heat all day long. Some of us drivers, we get to go kind of cool off and whatnot, and we get, you know, you guys are out there beating and banging and standing and taking the grunt of everything that's going on you guys do an amazing job everybody in so, concessions especially i'm sure it's not easy uh yeah of exactly stuff that you have uh, to go through especially on a hot day Security. you guys are you guys are working hard and doing an amazing job so just mm-hmm. know that we we as drivers and uh crew members and owners and everything else we truly appreciate what you guys do because you guys help us put on the show so uh yes thank you to all our fans it was amazing this weekend really looking forward to the next race um so yeah hopefully everybody has a great rest of their week and good luck and um hopefully everybody stays safe this next upcoming weekend at their races um and yeah really looking forward to the uh, next chapter we're coming down to the wire i can't believe it it's almost the end of the summer here boys crazy 
Yep. It's crazy to think. I know that comments earlier in the comment section, it was like, I can't believe it's already August. Me neither. Two more weeks wow. and my kids are in school again. It's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Should be so, a good thing, right? <laughs> no, it's a good thing, but bad thing at the same time. It means the summer is winding down yep. and race season's almost coming to a close. So, mm-hmm. but yep. how life goes, right? Yeah. Yep. So, well, well said, everybody. And uh, hope you have a great week. And like I said, get your butts in the seats on Saturday. Sign up for Monday night's race and uh, look forward to Chris St. Kelly next Tuesday. And, uh, sure. Always as we end. Until next time, keep scrubbing those tires. Good night, everybody. Let's go, Dale. <laughs> Door, quarter, clear, clear. All you. New leader. Checkers are out. Bring it home. Come on. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrubbin' Tires podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrubbin' Tires podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.